A National Institute of Health assessment indicates that in 2020, COVID-19 became the catalyst in which computer technology became a necessity to work, to communicate, to access services, and for leisure activity participation. It also led many older adults to begin having a more digitally connected life. Greetings again. I'm Adam Morgan. Findings by the Pew Research Group indicates how older adults' technology use has markedly increased. Among those persons age 65 plus, in 2021, 61% own smartphones, 44% have a tablet computer, 75% use the Internet, and 45% visit social media sites of which YouTube is the leading destination. However, despite these numbers, older adults are still perceived as being adverse to technology, not only by other age groups, but also to a degree among themselves. During the pandemic and currently, it is part of the job of Ms. Pamela Plimpton as intergenerational coordinator for the County of San Diego to facilitate computer use among older adults. Many of her challenges are the same as here in Denver. So, How she gets it done is the focus of this edition. I think there has been a change. I think more and more older adults are now more comfortable with technology, using it in different ways. Of course, as we all are aging, there's going to be more people that at a younger age already started to use computers, so they're getting very comfortable with it. Um, But there still is a gap. There's still a digital divide, um, particularly for the older seniors you know, the 70s and 80s. But even then, we are finding that people want to learn. They want to, you know, be part of this and and learn technology. So sometimes there's a gap, but I think it's getting narrower. Is it a situation where some older adults, we learn technology, even crayons, as tools? It didn't become the center of our life as everything we did. We learned them as tools and how to apply them. And maybe the millennials now, that's the center of their social life. And that's why they say, well, you know, you're not into computers. Well, because as I tell some of the young people, we went out to play. We didn't play inside. And so we're learning to use that. But will we ever put the computer, will older adults ever put the computer as the center of their lives? Or will they just learn to use it as an enhanced tool? I think it'll depend on the person, like everything else. We don't want to lump all older adults together. But I see your point. I do think for many older adults, they do see it as a tool. They're realizing, and I think the pandemic um, emphasized this, that there are advantages to knowing basics of how to use a computer, to be able to communicate with your loved ones, to schedule a ride if you need it, to order groceries online if you need it. So part of what we try to do is help seniors see what's in it for you. How is this device going to enhance your life? But as you said, it's it's a tool. It shouldn't be your entire toolkit, but it's definitely a tool. In your experience, is there any one or two things that a lot of older adults uh, get brain lock on when it comes to computers? Not necessarily. Again, I think it differs person to person, but... I think just that initial hesitancy, like all of us, if we haven't really used something, it can be confusing, it can be stressful. Um, So I think getting over that initial hump of just trying out the device. One of the things we did in the program that I was part of, the Tech for Seniors program, 
is we had open houses to recruit older adults to consider using an iPad. So you gave, we gave them a chance to come up, talk about the device, touch the device, use the device to see how it could benefit their life. Um, but we can talk more, too. Sometimes, of course, there's cognitive challenges or physical limitations that can make the use of tech a little harder for an older adult. But uh, it's just getting over that initial roadblock sometimes. I know we have changes in new technology, which happened, how to use this one versus that one. But we also have updates in software. You're using a 2.0, a 7.5, a 3. And I could see my eyes crossing over when we have too many versions of software. Are, they, are, are older adults able to handle the various types of software better than the machines themselves, or is it the opposite way around? Again, I think it really depends on the, the person. Some, some have used technology in their jobs, maybe before they retired, but it is a complex landscape. I think one of the things we're as we enter this field and working with older adults, have to understand that if we have a defined program that ends, are we really equipping the senior to be able to take that device into the future and know how to upgrade if they need to to a different version? Or maybe we've given them broadband for this short amount of time that's preloaded you know, data on the device, but what about when the program's over? So making sure they know about you know, affordable broadband connection and things like that. So as we move more and more into the sphere of trying to teach older adults, that's part of our job is to make sure, do they have long-term tech support? Do they know how to get what they need after the program ends? You mentioned you have preloaded software on some computers. Is that a key to getting them into using it more? Is that the software is there and all they have to do is launch it and then look at the content and be involved with the content? Again, with one of my colleagues' programs, I think it was uh, a year's worth of data so that they didn't have to worry about the internet connection, more so than software necessarily. So that's great because some older adults you know, are on very limited income, so they're not going to be able to afford internet service. So if you've got a, a device that's preloaded with data, they can use that. But then, as I said, our job is what next? What are they then going to need to make sure they can continue to use this device when the program's over? Is that also a budgeting challenge, not challenge that you have to do, but how to work with them so they can learn how to uh, include a broadband connection as a part of their telephone service or a standalone uh, so I know a lot of seniors have had to choose between shall I get more food or shall I have my broadband? Uh, what do you tell them about that? How do they manage that? Well, you hit the nail on the head. For many seniors, money is very tight. They're on fixed incomes. And like the program that I was most involved with, it's called Tech for Seniors, was particularly uh, serving low-income seniors who live in low-income housing complexes. So it's these very underserved communities, communities of color often, that need tech more than ever, but have the most barriers when they try to get it, including the cost. And so with that particular program, we were able to work with the housing complexes that the seniors live in to make sure that their internet in the complex was up to date and 
you know, had been reviewed so that it would be robust enough to support these seniors who had these iPads into the future. But for some, it's a big challenge who are on those tight budgets you mentioned. Um, so then it's, again, helping them tap into like a federal program, like the Affordable Connectivity Program, to help them enroll for that if need be so that they can afford the Internet into the future. Is that something that local governments could look at doing, for example, from the infrastructure bill that provided so much money that maybe in the housing a city provides that they could make sure that broadband or free Wi-Fi was a part of that? Potentially, yeah. I mean, that's not as much my arena, but I do think there's a huge need. And the good news is I think more and more communities are realizing that in this day and age, if you don't have that ability to connect to resources online, you're almost by definition going to get very left behind in many ways. Um, And so looking at a community level, at a planning level of how can we make sure that there's, you know, universal connection as much as possible so that no matter where you live or no matter your age, you have that capacity. And so I think there's improvement in this area, but obviously we still have a ways to go. When an older adult is thinking about, well, maybe I should have a computer, maybe I should not, maybe I should see if the phone company can get me connected – What resource is out there that you think they could really consider having that they could use that computer for that could make a difference in their lives? I think it's very broad. Again, when we talk about what's in it for them, there might be a senior who just wants to go on YouTube and listen to music. Um, There might be another who wants to be able to FaceTime or use Zoom to connect with family. We heard about, you know, people who were missing their grandchild's graduation during COVID because they didn't have connection to be able to watch it on Zoom. So they want to have that connection or maybe their family is in another country and they want to be able to communicate. Others, we talk about aging in place, right, and being able to stay in your own community and get the resources you need. But that's hard sometimes unless you can get transportation or get the food you need if you're becoming more frail, more disabled. So to be able to order groceries to be delivered or get a ride on Uber to go where you need to go, those kind of things, or even for the caregiver of the older adult to be able to arrange those things for their loved one can make a difference between being able to stay in your own home or, or needing to move into a facility perchance. I understand, too, computers can also have an effect on loneliness or ending it, uh, allowing people to be more connected. Is that correct? Absolutely. And that really Adam, was a huge focus of the, the program. I was involved with the Tech for Seniors program. We know that many older adults feel very lonely, are very socially isolated. Again, I think the pandemic exacerbated that for all ages, actually. So... These technology devices can be a way to keep people more connected. Um, Can't replace, you know, in-person interaction, but it is a way to help people be more connected, um, particularly that may be more homebound um, and and can hopefully – we did find some movement on, on the needle of 
people participating in the Tech for Seniors program um, feeling some, you know, not having as many be categorized as at risk for loneliness. So that was a positive. For the older adult that may be listening to this on radio, saying, I know they keep telling me to do this, but, you know, I don't really want to. What one word or, or words of advice would, the, would you give to them why they should? Think about, is there anything that would enhance your life by having this device? Maybe even something you hadn't thought of. And it doesn't have to be a tablet or a laptop. Maybe it's just a, a phone that has some features to it. But would it in some way enhance your life, either to connect with other people or arrange services you need? But maybe it's just being able to listen to different things uh, online, podcasts or music. If I could, I'll share one final example. When we were having the open houses at the housing complexes for the Tech for Seniors program, to let them know that this program was coming to their complex and they could get an iPad and training to use it if they wanted one, they let the seniors come up again and touch the device and play with the device to just kind of get familiar with it. And there was a gentleman that came up to the table um, who wasn't interested in an iPad. He just wanted to chat, see what was going on in the lobby, you know, kind of thing. And so the staff started talking to him and finding out what his interests are and a little bit about him. And he's Latino, and he told them that he, among other things, loved ranchera music. And so the staff are smart, right? And they said, oh, let's show you what the iPad can do. And they got onto YouTube, and they started playing some ranchera music for him. And his face just lit up. And after a while, he eventually said, you know what? I think I'd like an iPad. <laughs> so I would just say, try it. Get out there. Find where there's resources where they will teach the technology, particularly geared for older adults. It's never too late. You may make new friends, find out new interests, and it could really enhance your life. Give it a try. Many thanks to Ms. Pamela Plimpton, the Intergenerational Coordinator for the County of San Diego, for providing her insight to enhance computer tech use among older adults. We connected with her at the American Society on Aging National Conference in Atlanta. I'm Adam Morgan. Do keep in touch. Get your COVID shots if you need such because it is still around and in full force. And many, many thanks to you as well for sharing a few moments of your weekend with us.